Good morning and welcome to the Coffee and Cap Rates podcast, your go-to source for New York City's latest commercial real estate insights. This program is brought to you by Ariel Property Advisors. Hello, everyone. My name is Shimon Shkuri. I'm the president of Ariel Property Advisors. Here today with my two colleagues, Jason Gold and Daniel Mafar. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Good, how are you? Excellent. Excited. Excited to speak about the Bronx with you. So Daniel and Jason are covering the Bronx for the company, for our real property advisors. And we wanted to see what happened in the first six months of the year. Jason, why don't you give us a quick overview about the multifamily market in the first half of 21? Yeah, so the first half of the market has been a very interesting year as people have been coming back and getting back to life with COVID and uh, everything's coming back to normalcy, which is great. Um, a lot of investors are coming back into the market, wanting to deploy capital um, and looking for deals. I mean, the Bronx has been a forefront of, I think, New York City market because a lot of people are looking into the Bronx where there's a more of a return on their investment. Banks are getting a little bit more favorable with their underwriting. So we're excited to see the first half of 2021. And I think there's going to be a lot more progress in the second half of 2021 to continue. So it's uh, something to be excited about. You are correct. And I know Daniel wants to say something probably about the sub-market of rent stabilized. I have a feeling. You're hitting it right on the nail. I think Jason said it well. It, the multi-family market in the Bronx has always been the leading class in the borough. And I'm due for a big comeback this year in terms of we're in historically low interest rate environments. And the Bronx has always been one to highest yields on this asset class throughout the boroughs. Two combined, it's a very good combination. And I think what happened during the pandemic was a lot of owners in the other boroughs were vacant problems, which is not the case at all in the Bronx. Now, there was a big collection problem a lot caught up with, but it just showed the stability of the borough that a lot of these tenants did not secure their homes. I think one of the things for us as a company is that in the sub-segment of rent stabilized and also in the sub-segment of affordable have done extremely well in terms of putting deals into contract. And in the Bronx alone, we have north of 3,000 units right now in contract, which will materialize hopefully this year or some of it probably in the first quarter of 2022. So we'll have a lot more to talk about on affordable product in the Bronx as well as moving forward. And I think with what's happening with the affordable New York or 421 tax abatement, the sunset is in June 2022. What do you guys see there in terms of the development market in the Bronx? Are people rushing to build? What's happening? Yeah, so the development market has always been a very interesting product type. A lot of people love to build. It's more of creating value than adding value for development components. And with the expiration of the 421A in talks for June of 2022, it's pushed a lot of developers to make decisions a lot quicker. And we've seen in the first half of 2021, just that Ariel Property Advisors, we've probably put into contracts close to half a dozen deals of development sites or sold development sites where people are looking to get their plans approved right before closing. So we have a few closings that should be scheduled for the second half of 2021. And people are excited about it only because they want to get in, take advantage of the 421A before it expires. So we're seeing the development market pick up in the first half. I think it's going to continue in the second half with shorter-term closings and rushing to get their plans approved as fast as possible. 
It's pretty similar to what happened in 2016, I think, right? Where the 420 was expiring then and a lot of developers also wanted to get their foot in the ground. So I think there is, like you said, a, a mad rush to get sites to have projects in the ground by June of next year. And the asset class not only is land, but the actual end product of new construction buildings are in very high demand today. And there's a big demand for the actual end product of new construction buildings just due to the easier lease up there is compared to the other boroughs. Lenders love loaning on them. And there's also this other dynamic of in the Bronx, charter schools and nonprofits have been one of the more active, not only buyers of both land and new construction, but also just double net leasing a lot of these buildings and just making them very stable cash flow that again, the historically low rates today are making them much more attractive. In the past 15 years, there's been a lot of zoning and rezonings in the city specifically and, and in Bronx particularly, which took out many industrial sites, MZNCs and so on, out of circulation, which happened throughout the city. Now, a lot of industrial actually stayed active in the Bronx as a result, and we've seen transactions go through. Jason, Daniel, what do you see in that category of asset? Yeah, the industrial asset class, especially during COVID, you saw the trend happening in 2019, and then it continued even more so in 2020, where a lot of institutional players were coming to the Bronx for specifically industrial. A lot of local players and investors were looking at industrial where they were 50,000 square foot lots and subdivided them to 10,000 square feet for more of a smaller type tenant. But in the past few years, uh, you've seen Amazon, you've seen Fresh Direct build a huge facility. You've seen York Studios come to the Bronx. You've seen Walmart make a presence in the Bronx as well. And all of this is just going to benefit the Bronx, benefit the borough. It's going to add employment. Then that's going to fluctuate into the multifamily market for more housing. So it's all good. It's all great what's going on in the Bronx, especially for industrial. And in the first half of 2021, you actually saw of the dollar volume that transacted, it was 25% of the dollar volume was for in the industrial market. I think that's probably the first time they've had such an impact on the dollar volume from the first half. I mean, you saw the first half had about $850 million of trades. We're talking about $250, $300 million worth of assets just for industrial. Jason, you mentioned some big names like Walmart, and we all know there's some other big names that have taken space in the Bronx, like Fresh Direct and Amazon over the past years. And a lot of, like you said, institutional investors that are looking to have those companies as their tenants, and they're to some extent pushing out some of the owner users as well. But I think the biggest thing to talk about in terms of Bronx industrial is the accessibility. You have many thoroughfares surrounding a lot of this industrial space, accessibility to Westchester, New Jersey, Long Island, the other boroughs. It's just so perfectly centrally located when you talk about the South Bronx and Hunts Point and all those other areas that are heavily industrial. And I think Shimon made one of the most important points as well, is that a lot of these warehouses have been rezoned over the past years. So the demand for this product has been through the roof, while also at the same time, a lot of these warehouses are still being, even to this day, being knocked down for larger, either residential or commercial place. It's just been a great story for industrial for the past few years, but especially with COVID. Yeah, you made a good point, which is, which is transportation and location. 
the location obviously speaks for itself. You have access throughout all the city to Jersey, to Westchester for all of the distribution. But what also you're going to have is the inflammation with the added Metro North, which they're looking to do on the east side of the Bronx, which is going to add another level of transportation for a lot of people to get to the Bronx. So that's going to be another added value to the borough as well as the industrial. And then it fumbles into the multifamily as well as the development. So between affordable housing, sub-segment of that in the multifamily sector and industrial and land, we're going to continue to see a robust year of 2021 for the Bronx. I wanted to thank you, Jason. Thank you, Daniel, for your insights and knowledge. And if you have anything else to add, let's add it now. If not, we'll wrap it up. I think we're going to have a great year in 2021. I think it's going to continue. And I think it's going to funnel into 2022 as well. And thank you very much for having us. The Bronx has a lot of potential and there's a lot of growth there and a lot of people are excited about it. So I, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about over the next 12 to 24 months. A lot happening up there. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. for having me.